At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we begin our number two of Big Bets here on VSIN. Dave Ross and Amal Shaw here at South Point Casino and Hotel in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Amal, I asked you uh, during the break, could you imagine if, like, we're wearing these, I guess, nice jackets and, you know, comfortable clothes? If your job was to strip you down to no shoes and socks, just shorts, take your shirt off, get into an octagon, there will be another person waiting for you on the other side of the octagon. And if you walk out of that octagon with your arm raised, you're going to get more money the next time you come out. That is your job. That is your job description. I absolutely love it. Could you imagine doing that? That's a scary thought. (laughs) How much do you weigh them all? 180. Ooh, so it would be uh, that would be right between the middleweights. Uh, we'd have to either 185 or 170. We're gonna have to work on a workout plan for you. <laughs> Let's bring in Jordan Sherwood from ESPN in Chicago. You can follow him on Twitter as I do at Wood on ESPN 1000. Jordan, great to see you. Should I ask you right now what weight class would you be fighting in, sir? Well, no, I'd have to cut some major weight because I'm tipping <laughs> the scales around a mouse uh, uh, weight class, but I think I gotta. Cut some weight down, but I always, I always said, yeah, I can get down to the lightweight limit and 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 contest myself against the two guys that are going to be featured in the main event uh, tomorrow afternoon. What, what is he trying to say? I'm a fatty. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking the question. I mean, I'm six two. How much you want me to weigh? Six two. He'd be lean, Jordan. I'm five eight. So, oh, well. I mean, if we're weighing about the same, I mean, come on now. Five eight, one fifty five. We got a six footer. We get him down to one seven. He'd be a dangerous man <laughs> in that octagon, Jordan. Hey, let's talk about the main event. As you mentioned, both guys did make weight. Of course, Charles Charles Oliveira, Du Bronx, going to take on Islam Makachev here for that interim, uh, or for the uh, vacated. 155-pound title. I think, Jordan, we all recognize Bronx as the champion here. Look, I was telling the guys, you know, watching the weigh-in last night in Abu Dhabi, there's something different about Charles Oliveira uh, now as the perceived champion. He just walks around like a, a, a made man who has no doubt about what he's going to do. Then you look at Makachev in that stare-down, and you go, well, there's another guy who's undefeated and believes that he just can't lose. What do you make of what we might see in Abu Dhabi? Yeah, I, I, It's a fantastic matchup, and, and we're getting it at the right time in both guys' career. Look, there's a certain aura about Charles Oliveira. He should walk around like he's got that. I mean, look at what he did his last three fights, the way that he came back, getting knocked down against Dustin Poirier, getting knocked down against Gagey and Michael Chandler, and walking through 
uh, you know, three guys in that lightweight division that I'm not so sure that Islam Makachev would walk through the same way that Charles Oliveira did. So uh, I think that this guy was disrespected. He's continuing to be disrespected, uh, according to the odds makers, being the outright underdog. Um, it, I mean, it's a great fight. Obviously, you know Dave. Uh, but I think stylistically, it is a good matchup for Charles Oliveira, a fight that obviously will start on the feet. We've seen him evolve uh, his Muay Thai to complement his one-of-a-kind jiu-jitsu and submission game. And we know Islam Magachev wants to get this fight to the ground. We know coming in as Habib 2.0, that's his game plan. I, I think Charles Oliver welcomes that. I mean, he might have the best guard we've ever seen or maybe the best guard since, Hoist Gracie. We know what he could do from the submission front. He, he holds the UFC record for that. So uh, you, you didn't ask me for a pick, but I'll give it to you. It's Charles Oliveira. <laughs> especially as an underdog. I love him in this matchup. I grabbed him earlier on when he was higher up than he currently is. But I just think that the matchup favors him, stand up or on the ground, he's going to have the advantage. Well, that's a great point. Again, that, that price point has come way down to Oliver now just plus $1.60 here. He could have gotten north of $2 when this fight was announced many moons ago. I want to talk about that style because we had Ricardo Lamas on the program yesterday, of course, the last guy to beat Charles Oliveira at 145 pounds, now up at 155. You mentioned the hands that Oliveira's gotten more proficient, but that's not where he excels. Do you think Makachev might keep it standing? This plays into the total, whether or not you think it's going to go over two and a half rounds, which is where it's set here in Las Vegas. Or do you think we might get submission attempts here galore? Because I wonder if Makachev, especially when Oliveira is fresh in that first round, might be a little bit cautious about playing that guard game and going down to the ground with Oliveira. Yeah, yeah I, I could understand that. I mean, we, we also saw Islam Makachev knock out Gleison Tibau back in the day. But we, we know what he wants to do. He wants to maul people. He wants to get them down to the ground with a double leg or a single leg. So I, I actually, even though this fight... We're not going to see a stand-up fight. We're going to see a fight likely contested on the ground. Uh, I, I think we get a finish. I mean, obviously, Charles Oliveira is a finishing machine. The number of finishes that he has. Islam Magachev doesn't waste too much time in there as well. He gets people out of there right away. And because each guy is a submission threat, I mean, Islam Magachev, he's got good top game, but he's also got some great submissions. We saw that against Dan Hooker. Uh, I, I believe we saw that against uh, Bobby Green mm -hmm. the last time out. So, look, look he, yeah, he can go out and finish guys as well. So I actually do think even though it's juiced heavily to the under, I like the under in the fight. I don't think we're, I don't think we're making it to the championship round. No, I'd be surprised. You saw you get a really good plus money. If you actually think this main event's going to go all five, I believe, believe plus 275. I don't see a scenario where that happens. Crazier things have happened, but I'm with you. I kind of lean towards the under there minus, in the two and a half rounds, minus $1.55 fifty-five right now. Okay, let's get to the co-main event of the evening here, Jordan. Another title bout. Uh, on the line here, when you look at uh, Aljamain Sterling here, Aljo, as he's going to go up and put that strap up on the line against T.J. Dillashaw. Now, look, T.J. Dillashaw is a very polarizing figure now because obviously he had his run-ins with USADA and was suspended for a while. He is now back. Yes, he is the two-time champion in the Bantamweight division. Some would say with an asterisk that maybe it's tainted from what we now know about Dillashaw. Now he's got a juice company called Clean Juice, I feel like he's trying to go really the other way here. Maybe he's uh, overcompensating. What do we make of Dillashaw now as a plus $1.50 betting underdog against the champion here in Aljo? Yeah, precarious spot because he's a fantastic fighter. I mean, TJ Dillashaw, I, I don't care what, what happened. Look, yeah, he got caught. He was on, under some illegal substances. He's still one of the greatest bantamweights we've ever seen. His style with his footwork, uh, his, his boxing, the combination with the wrestling, his toughness, and the fact that, like, where he was put in those spots, you know, the wars, that, the, the fights that he had in the buildup with Cody Garbrandt and knocking him out twice, uh, you know, the fantastic fights that he has, the fact that he challenged himself to try and go down and, and take a flyweight championship from Henry Cejudo, he was unsuccessful at it. But uh, you, can't, you, you can't discredit the talent that that guy has, uh, and, and I can understand why people like him. But I think Aljamain Sterling is certainly on another level his athleticism, his awkward striking, the, his, his feints, his movements, and his great wrestling and his great submissions, uh, I think, are going to come into play. Unlike the, the main event, I think this fight is going to be a deeper fight, likely going into the championship rounds. But for Aljamain Sterling, 
you know, you talk about polarizing figures. For Aljamain Sterling to get over that hump and beat Peter Jan mm-hmm. after the disqualification, he becomes a champ, and he's not really the champ because Peter Jan was winning that fight. Um, I, I think this fight actually is a virtual pick I don't think Sterling should be as favored as much as he is. But when all is said and done, I'm going to trust Sterling to get it done. Athleticism, footwork, and I love the Ray Longo, Matt Sirak camp. He's obviously, you know, Dave, he's training every day with Marab Divishvili, mm-hmm. who I also love in that division. So iron sharpens iron. TJ Jellishaw is a fantastic fighter, uh, a former champion, absolutely. But I think the slight edge goes to Sterling in this one. If you like Aljo via decision as Jordan is leaning there, plus twenty, so you can turn that negative minus seventy into a positive with plus twenty. if you like that side. I'm with you. It feels like so many moons ago in Chicago, by the way, when TJ Dillashaw beat Henan Burrell to win that first Bantamweight title. Maybe the most compelling uh, non-championship fight in this card is the one that's going to lead up to those two title bouts. And that is Peter Young. We talked about him in those two bouts against Aljamain Sterling against the Sugar Show and Sean O'Malley. And I know the public loves to bet Sean O'Malley and for very good reason. You know what really struck me at the weigh-in, Jordan, is just how much taller Sean O'Malley is. And what that screamed to me was, is Peter Young going to utilize wrestling against the taller opponent in Sean O'Malley? What style of fight do you see happening here? And how do you think this one plays out? Yeah, I, I hope he does. I hope he implements wrestling because we know we know Peter Yan is, is, is a good striker, a very good counter striker, but he's going to have to avoid that because and, and, I think this is a volatile matchup uh, for him, even though – you know, we, we, we know from a skill standpoint, like Peter Young's better than Sean O'Malley, but but Sean O'Malley also like Oliveira, like Patty Pimblett, like <laughs> Conor McGregor, um, carries an aura about him. And a lot of guys, like, lose the fight before they even step into the octagon with Sean O'Malley. And Peter Young is an emotional fighter. He fights off of emotion. We saw that. You know, sometimes he has those brain farts inside the octagon. He did against Aljamain Sterling. Mm-hmm. I worry about this matchup because, as you just alluded to, the size, the length, the height of Sean O'Malley, it's difficult to replicate in, tr- in prepping for a fight. And then it's definitely difficult, especially for a compact fighter like Peter Jan, what he's going to want to do to get inside a phone booth. So I think, yes, wrestling is going to come into play. I, I, I think that there's too much juice right now on Peter Jan to win this, you know, just put him on. So I think you play the total. And I'm actually siding on the over. Ooh. Even though we, we've got a volatile matchup, two great finishers, I think there's going to be a very much feeling out process. And this is going to go likely all three rounds. Um, Peter Yan getting the win. Ooh, like it. Okay, very quickly, got about 45 seconds. Give me another fight in the card that you still find value here uh, 24 hours before we get to fight day. Come on, Chicago. Remember the name, Bilal Muhammad. Bilal Muhammad. Uh, <laughs> Bilal Muhammad, good matchup for him against Sean Brady. He's taken care of wrestlers before. We've seen Brady fade in three-round fights. Bilal Muhammad could go five rounds if he wanted to. That's his strength. Bilal, but via decision, because it's it's better money right now than just for him to win straight up on the money line. All right, just because you did this hit with me and Amal, you're still going to join me later on for first strike? Are you going to drive over to the studio? Because I'll be there. Will you? I'll be there. We got a date. There he is, everybody. Jordan Sherwood. Check him out in Chicago. Does a great job with the unnamed MMA podcast. It's so good it doesn't need a name. Jordan, appreciate you as always, my friend. We'll catch up later on on First Strike. When we come back, back to the NFL. But can you tell him a little bit hyped and ready for this fight card in Abu Dhabi? I can. Ready to roll. We'll talk NFL. Come on back. It's Big Bets on Visa, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... (laughs) 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Taste victory, taste the Caribbean. Hit the field for cash with the Malibu Football Challenge. Draft a winning lineup. Take your free shot at a share of 5000 in cash prizes. Head over to DraftKings.com slash Pernod now to get in on all the action. Malibu, nothing beats an original. 21 and over, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. I'll tell you this, Amal. Yeah. If I was over at Abu Dhabi right now, yeah. I think I would have um, a Malibu I'd have one of those drinks. Like, I like, if I'm somewhere like Hawaii, which I've never been, I want a fruity drink. I want, like, the umbrella in there. I want to go full, full-on beach mode. I'll tell you one thing, it'd be nice. The weather's 86 degrees right now in Abu Dhabi. Is it really? Yeah. Sounds beautiful. When I was in uh, Saudi Arabia, it was a little bit hotter. That was many moons ago. Let's get to the NFL and some of the games that we may or may not like here as we prepare for Sunday. Falcons against the Bengals. We got uh, the birds of prey here on the road catching six and a half. Now, they have been, I believe, the last undefeated team ATS. Correct. Would be the Dirty Birds. Do they keep that streak going to 7-0, Amal Shaw? What say you? Um, I'm a little bit concerned because of the streak, but otherwise I would take the Falcons <laughs> in the six and a half. You want to play against the streak here? I actually, I'm kind of with you on this one. I feel it's a dangerous spot for Atlanta coming off that nice win against San Francisco last week. I feel like the Bengals are getting their sea legs in the offensive line. I've actually played the Bengals in some teasers down to a half because, like, instead of doing the money line, we talked about a little bit about this during the week, because it's six and a half. Now, the only thing that could screw me is a tie. Right. You can still lose in a tie. But instead of playing money line, I've got them in some six-point teasers, again, playing that I actually think they have a really good shot of covering the number, but I really like them to win this football game. I actually think the Bengals now, after their 0-2 start, are going to show the team that look more like the Super Bowl team versus what they showed earlier in the year. Well, I don't – so you think they're like a really good team? Well, I think they're going to start hitting that stride. Not saying that they're going to be – it's going to equate to a Super Bowl team again this year. No. but, But I actually think they're really in play with the Ravens to win this division. Oh, that's fair. I mean, Ravens haven't given, you know, really haven't instilled a ton of confidence right. in terms of backing them. But I think the Bengals are a team. They're not as bad as that Chargers team that played the 49ers in the Super Bowl. They were, what, 18.5-point oh underdogs? Oh, my God, Stan Humphreys. Yeah, but to me, I don't think the Bengals are a great team. I think they were just fortunate enough in a situation. They got hot. Kansas City ran one of the worst play calls ever before halftime, and they took advantage of this, Boy, that situation. Ever. 
So again, six and a half, if you don't like that big number, what I am going to do is, is, and have is play them in some teasers there. But I can understand the, the inhibition of laying that number against the last undefeated team, uh, ATS, in the NFL. Another team that I got some, some parlays, excuse me, some, uh, some teaser action on is the Cowboys. Now, they're seven-point favorites with Superdeck Prescott back in the fold for America's team. The Lions come calling. Remember, the Lions, they're coming off a bye, and they're coming off a game in which they got shut out at New Shut out in 2022 NFL football is hard to do. So I think there is danger working potentially for the Cowboys, but I think they will figure this out at least by the second half. I, I look for some ring rust for number four behind center. But in the end, I've teased down the Cowboys again to a half. Becomes an Al Davis game. Just win, baby. Yeah, the um, I, I'll tell you what. I like the Lions catching the points here. I know Detroit's defense has some issues, and Dallas has got a good defense, but I think coming off of a bye, I really like teams in that scenario. Yeah. Getting almost a touchdown here. Dallas's offense with Dak Prescott starting, that's an area of concern that I have, Dave, because even though Prescott's capable of leading them, how effective can they be? And you mentioned this earlier in the week. C.D. Lamb, can he show up with some consistency? That's been an area of concern as well. It really has. Look, and I don't want to bang, bang on C.D. Lamb too much here, but again, for Dallas football aficionados, you know what it means to wear that 88, right? That goes back to Drew Pearson, Michael Irvin. You get that number bestowed on you when greatness is expected. They moved on from Amari Cooper to Cleveland. They didn't want to, It wasn't so much just to get the six-round pick. They didn't want to pay him $20 million, right? That was the issue here. And so I think Jarrah and Stephen Jones looked at it and said, we have enough capable guys, and I think they're right to be able to move on from Amari Cooper. But part of that rationale was C.D. Lamb becoming a number one. Right. And right now, he has not lived up to that number one billing. No, I would agree with you, and it uh, needs to. And they got to find some consistency. You know, it looks like they made the right move in terms of moving on from Amari Cooper based on the time yeah. and stage of his career. Uh, but again, six and a half is a big number here for me. Uh, I think Detroit, you know, one thing, I've not been a big Jared Goff guy, but he has played extremely well so far really good this year. for Detroit. Yeah, yeah, he has. And again, I'm saying this again, everybody knows I, I do root for the Cowboys here. But I think for me, the play is I'm not going to play that number because I'm with you. I think it's a dangerous number. I know you actually like the lines in that spot, but I will tease down the Cowboys. I think at the end in the fourth quarter, they'll figure out a way to win this football game. So I, I can appreciate why you're teasing them down, but why not tease Detroit up? You can, but the, my only concern there would be, are they closer to the Patriots game that we saw the last time out? But again, Bill Belichick owns Jared Goff. It doesn't matter if he's a quarterback with the Rams in the Super Bowl. We saw it happen there, and certainly in this spot here with the Lions. Belichick and I'm going to trust Dan Quinn to be able to not do exactly what Belichick did. I'm not looking for a shutout here. But I think Dan Quinn and the defense of the Cowboys, I trust more than I trust the Lions figuring it out. That's fair. That's, that's my rationale. Uh, let's go with the Colts against the Titans. We've talked about it, this one this week, Amal, how big and important game this is for the Colts. Because if they can somehow get this victory – which they've been really hard-pressed to figure out a way to beat Tennessee. And I don't care if the game's in Indy. I don't care if the game's in Tennessee. I keep wanting to back the Colts, and I told you to not let me take the Colts in this spot. Can you talk me off the ledge? Which side is the right side? Well, I can tell you right now I'm probably not the right person to ask because my top play in the NFL this weekend is Tennessee. <laughs> right? So, uh, look, I think the Titans own this team. They're coming off of a bye and they know, look, this is a very important game for the Colts, but if Tennessee wins this game, having won both games against the Indianapolis Colts, and then the, right now the Colts with that tie working against them at this point in time, 3-2-1 and one, I believe they are, um, and you look at this uh, Tennessee team at 3-2, and two, a great opportunity at home, less than a field goal here. I love Tennessee in this spot. Not saying they can bury uh, Indianapolis, but they can get a shovel out if they can win this game and have two I, in hand. I wouldn't go that far, but I think having the two in hand puts them in a huge situation. Yeah. Uh, Kelly, you got some injury concerns here? What do we got? Uh, just a couple injury notes on this game as we're seeing Friday practice notes come down. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines practice, uh, practice, both practicing Ooh. again today. Third straight day for them. No official designation on either one of them yet, but they're looking pretty good like they, they'll they go this weekend. Shaq Leonard will be ruled out again, has been ruled out again Man. for this week. Well, he's having a rough injury-filled season uh, yeah. to try to get back on the field. By the way, one play I did make on this, and I'm with you, I, I – because I've been so burned so many times by the Colts in this spot against the Titans. I did put the over 42. I know the Colts have already only gone over once, and that was last week. So 
I feel like now we're going to get some more scoring. There's, I feel like these offenses are starting to break out on both sides a little bit. I don't love these offenses, right. but I see a game in the low 20s for each team. Yeah, that's fair. You know, last time around, Tennessee dominated this football game, allowed the Colts back in the game. I think if you're Indianapolis, you got to get off to a fast start in this one. Right, Colts, by the way, to the under. They've played five out of the last six. It's a good trend, but again, remember, they were 5-0 and until last week when they finally got their first over. Giants-Jaguars, we talked about the importance of the betting splits page as a VEASAN Pro subscriber. This is one of those games where the public is all over the G-Men. And I look at it and I go, I can understand where the public sentiment is at. Because, look, I backed the Giants last week when the public was all over the Ravens. And they were laying five and a half in New Jersey. Didn't work out. They didn't even win the game. What about this matchup here? Duval feels like week to week you don't know what you're getting. I would agree with you. I'm not as high on Doug Peterson as other people are, but again, he took over such a dumpster fire and made him look better than he might be. But in this spot, I like Jacksonville. I think even though the Giants are 5-1, and one, you have to give them credit for the wins that they've gotten. I don't know if they're as good as their record indicates. Uh, to me, I would go with the Jaguars here, lane three, but I, really, in all honesty, I would stay away from this game. Yeah, you know what? One play I might have not played it yet but that I'm leaning towards one thing we've seen, if you've watched the G-Men closely, and as a guy that watches the NFC East a lot, I have. They've been not a great first-half team. They have been spectacular in the second half. So I'm kind of looking maybe for a Jags first-half play here yeah. because if you look, Green Bay game in London, they're down 10, Right, the G-Men. They come back and win. Fourth quarter last week against the Raven, down 10. I mean, think of it. They're down double digits to the Packers and to the Ravens. Not only did they come back to cover the numbers – they, they were getting seven in London. They were getting five and a half at home last week. They've come back to win the games outright. So I look for the Jags maybe to get off to a, a fast start. And if the G-Man can do it again, I'll tip my cap to him. But I'm thinking about playing the Jags first half, a potentially full game. Yeah, the one thing I would say is, though, New York's got to get off to a quicker start, right? You just pointed it out, the two games that they struggled against, the uh, Ravens and the Packers, but they come back and win both those games. To me, um, I, I feel like, though, this team needs to – Really get out early, and then if you're Jacksonville, you got to be able to withstand the Giants' uh, furious potential rally in the second half if you get out early. No G- Kenny uh, Galladay or Kadarius Tony again for the Giants. Kenny Galladay, who's yep. he? And who's the other name you said? Kadarius Tony. Oh. I've seen a lot of him in two years. Is, is Galladay retired? So did he just take all that money when he left Detroit? I mean, we haven't seen him do anything. I don't know if you if you can get it. God bless you. Oh no, no, I'm I'm with Kenny on that. <laughs> when we come back, much more NFL news and notes and certainly numbers as well. Come on back. It is Big Bets here on a Friday on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to the best betting talent in the biz. If you've subscribed, you already know. If you haven't, what are you waiting for? we got a mid-season offer right now to make you a smarter better. You can sign up for just $99, get VEASAN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl. You get everything VEASAN has to offer, including our 24-7 live shows like this one, and subscriber-only betting guides to college bowl season and the Super Bowl, all for less than the normal monthly rate. You're also going to get VEASAN subscriber-only season prep guides to the NHL, NBA, and the World Cup. It is the best bet in the game. $99 for VEASAN Pro now through the Super Bowl. Sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Back alongside of Shaw, Dave Ross here. We roll on with some NFL conversation here on Big Bets. But before we get to some more games, mm-hmm. Kelly, uh-oh, Ravens fans, we do not have good news to report, do we? Yeah, J.K. Dobbins looks like he will not only miss this week's game, but uh, the next four to six weeks oh. will undergo orthoscopic knee surgery next week. I'm not that a doctor. Camp today. Don't play one on TV either. But when you have – you go under the knife for anything, they go minor surgery. Yeah, tell that to the person having the surgery. Yeah, right? exactly. So four to six weeks for J.K. Dobbins, which is really a shame because, boy, when he came out of Ohio State, he looked like everything the Ravens were looking for and more. Yeah. You know, we know what the Ravens are predicated on. It's running that football. Are we starting to have doubts that Harbs and company can just find an, find another running back like in Friday Night Lights? Find me a running back. Give me a running back. You can't just insert anybody, and Dobbins was supposed to be a big part uh, of this year's rushing attack. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be a uh, 
huge impact on this team going forward. It just puts more pressure on Lamar Jackson. It really does. So, again, we'll keep an eye on that, how the Ravens can fill those, those holes. If you're the Ravens and Lamar Jackson becomes a free agent after this year, Boy. what are you doing if you're Baltimore? Are you giving him that $250 million five-year, whatever you know these quarterbacks are commanding these days? Well, I think it's, a, it's an interesting conversation because, again, Lamar Jackson's betting on himself, right, negotiating his own deal, and if he, we get to the end of the year and it looks like we're going to get to the end of the year and they're not, not going to have a deal done, who's winning this thing? Is Lamar winning or the Ravens winning? Because they're not winning as much as we thought. Right. And, again, we talked about they're laying six and a half against the Browns this week. Don't tell me that doesn't play into your mind. If you're a professional in any respect and your contract's about to expire, you're trying to put your best, best foot forward. What do you think happens? No J.K. Dobbins now for at least four to six weeks. They're going to lay six and a half against the old Browns. Well, the, the new Browns against the old Browns. How do we make uh, really what's going on big picture with Baltimore and what might happen here against Cleveland? Yeah, I, I think in this game, I love the Ravens to win the football game. Whether they cover six and a half or not remains to be seen, but I, I think they win the football game for sure. That's the one thing I would point to in this matchup is, you know, you mentioned teasers. This is one where I would tease Baltimore down. I just think it's going to be tough for the Browns to go on the road and win this game. I'm with you. I've teased down the Ravens here to make it an Al Davis just win them game. It's more of a fade against the the Cleveland Browns versus how much I like the Ravens with what they've been doing. Other injury updates from that game. On the Browns side, uh, guard Wyatt Teller out for the game again, and quarterback, uh, quarterback Denzel Ward also out for that game. Mark Andrews, Marcus Peters back at practice today. Looks like both of them will go. Other Ravens not practicing. Ronnie Stanley, Justin Houston, Jason Pierre, Paul. Keep an eye on all of them. Man, like you forget. I think we all forget. You know, you make these these ideas, these grandiose plans that you have at the beginning of the year, certainly in futures markets. Injuries are the one thing you cannot handicap for, right? It's the one caveat to what we do on a day-in, day-out. Because at the end of the year, sometimes the best team turns out to be the most healthy team at the end of the year. And right now, these injuries are starting to mound, uh, just pile up right now for the Ravens. So certainly not good news for them. In games they should have already won and, and stowed away, they have not done that so far. So very interesting going forward for what the Ravens are going to look like. Maybe the most intriguing game to me for one team that's underachieving and maybe one team that's overachieving. Let's ride. Denver Broncos <laughs> against the team that's taken receipts, Robert Sala. And since he made that outlandish statement, they're taking little receipts. Now, I've seen evens out there. Broncos are just laying one what? against the Jets. What do you make of this one? I love Denver on? here. I their, do too. their defense is great. The Jets are getting way too much credit. I know Denver's had some issues, but here's the thing. They've still been in every game. Whereas the Jets, even though they've been competitive 4-2, and two, have a great start so far, um, I don't think they're going into Invesco and winning this game. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm all too. And, again, it's almost like hold your nose and, and take the Broncos. I did it on Monday night, and it barely got there, Kelly. But here, that number, again, down to even some places, we still have it at one. Yeah, here's the latest on Russell Wilson, officially listed as questionable. Nathaniel Hackett says he is a true game-time decision. It is not the shoulder. It is the hamstring injury that we saw him come up with lame at the end of that uh, last game. So, uh, game-time decision on Russell Wilson from Nathaniel Hackett. And I believe Brett Rippin is the backup. Brett Rippin is the backup there from Boise State. So, he would go if well, Russell and his Wolverine blood – can't heal in time because he said, ah, it must be that Wolverine blood that I have that's uh, now I can run again. And yeah, well, you know, he's an interesting cat. <laughs> that is to say the least. <laughs> Let's talk about the Texans and the Raiders out here in the desert. Of course, the Raiders, you know, I don't know if it was a good time for the buy or not because they, they lost in that heartbreaker on Monday night by one. Now they had to kind of stew on that for the better part of two weeks. And now the Texans come in. The Texans have been a pretty good play ATS. They're not winning a whole lot of these games, but they are competitive. What do you make of the, of the Raiders in a spot for me that's got teaser play written all over? You know, this is an interesting one. I, I get, you know, the Raiders probably a popular pick and survivor this week for uh, people. Uh, they should get this game. You know, we talked about this team having an opportunity to be able to bounce back. This is a great opportunity for them against the Houston Texans. I don't think outside of that first week against the Colts where they blew that game, you look at them and say, hey, this is a very good team. So I 
think the Raiders would probably be a pretty popular teaser play. And you know what? That number has not moved here at seven. It has stayed right there all week long. So I think this is one at least the general public is struggling to figure out which side they want to be on. For my liking, it is a teaser play. Again, love the Raiders catching points. Don't love laying a touchdown with this team as they're, I think, still trying to figure out a way to win. Remember, right now, this is technically a battle of the two worst teams in the AFC by record. I don't think the Raiders are that bad, but uh, we'll find how, how, how that one plays out. The game that we've talked a little bit about here is the Chiefs against the Niners. does have a marquee feel to it. Do not know if Christian McCaffrey is going to be able to go now for the Niners. But look at where this number has gone. If you go to the betting splits page, it'll tell you that the public loves the Chiefs. But you know what? The Sharps are on the other side. And now that number, despite all that money, the, the percentage of bets coming in on Kansas City, it's come down a full point. That says a lot to me, Amal, that maybe, and again, I caught it. I, I took the Niners catching the three. That number is gone. Do you think it moves back up towards three or stays right where it is around two? You know, that's a good question, and I'm not really sure on this one which way the number is going to go. I look at Kansas City. They're obviously a big public team, but San Francisco less than a field goal at home. You'd want the three for taking the 49ers here. Um, otherwise, I'm not interested in taking them against this uh, Kansas City team. Chiefs at two, I, I think that's a team you would look towards here. McCaffrey update. He has passed his physical, so the trade is official, and he can play on Sunday. Now it just comes down to whether he can pick up the, the playbook in time and enough plays for uh, Shanahan to design to actually incorporate him into the game on Sunday. Well, if you know the way Kyle Shanahan likes to call plays, it would be, hey, follow that convoy. We're going to pull everybody. <laughs> That's what the Shanahan's do. They did. Daddy, Daddy Shanahan did it back in Denver, and Kyle likes to get those big guards and tackles out pulling. So we'll see if uh, 22 is in 22 and if he's in the lineup on Sunday. That total, by the way, feels a little high to me at 49 right now. Uh, by the way, they're going to get some help back on defense. They, did, they were without a lot of defensive stars last week in that loss to the ATL. I, I would agree with you there. I think this total does seem a little bit high. We know Kansas City can score, but I think this 49ers defense has been outstanding so far this year. Um, I don't know, though, if you are the Chiefs, how many points you're going to be able to put up. And if you're San Francisco, you need to play a lower-scoring game. The higher scoring, I think it favors Kansas City. Yeah, totally with you. And, again, maybe the Niners, uh, the best defense arguably right now in the NFL. Steelers and Dolphins, this will be on Sunday night football. We mentioned earlier in the program that Friermuth uh, has passed concussion protocol. So has Kenny Pickett. Does not mean either or both will play. Wow, surprise to me. We've gone over the key number yeah. of seven to seven and a half. I, I know which side I like. Amal, which side are you leaning towards? I, I don't have a play in this game, um, you know, but this is an interesting one here. This Dolphins defense is pretty solid. I, I would look at the under 45 and a half, actually. Yeah, you know what? I'm surprised by this because I took the Steelers catching seven, thinking it would go under the, the, that threshold of seven. Now it's up to seven and a half. I kind of wish I'd waited uh, to get that hook, but it does surprise me because I want to point out one thing. Brian Flores is on the Steelers staff. He's now their linebackers coach. If there's anybody that thinks maybe Tua Tungavailoa has done professional harm to me, as a former head coach, it's Tua Tungavailoa, and I'm going to send those backers, and I'm going to blitz him hard in his return. I really like the Steelers in this play here, catching certainly catching seven and a half. I think they might be able to pull out an, an outright upset. I'd like to see who the quarterback is because I don't know if it's Pickett or if it's Trubisky. Actually, it would feel better if it is Mitchell Trubisky, and I can't believe I just said that publicly. I love your point about blitzing Tua here. Right? Yeah. Because, again – Nobody's going to say, hey, we don't want to hit you. We know but you're coming off concussion pro protocol. Once you're back in there, that's not the way opposing coaches think. So that's the way I'm thinking for the rationale on that. When we come back, let's talk Major League Baseball here. We've got a big game three today. Come on back. It's Big Bets on these, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. VSIN's Big Bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance Bet, Friday Night College Football Bet, plus get the Sunday football, parlay insurance, and more. Head to BetRivers.com and download the BetRivers app. It is literally a whole new game. Back alongside Amal Shaw, Dave Ross here. And uh, again, if you're a football, basketball, hockey, or, or baseball fan, you had the, what was it? The sports... Uh, Equinox. Equinox. Not Equinox. Equinox. Yesterday, where all four merged. Amal, did you ever do like the... Um, if they said that you can go out and see, you know, like the stars or whatever as a kid and you can get your telescope out. That's like, that was the sports equinox yesterday. All the, the, the sports colliding into one. Did that do anything for you as a kid? No. Somehow I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, let's get some Major League Baseball today. We got a big game three. Your father's from San Diego. Going to take on the boys in the city of Brotherly Shove. You can get home dog pricing here. How about this? Plus a dollar five if you like Philly to win game three. It's it does feel like an all important game three. Again, if you had said big big picture before the series started, hey, Philadelphia, we'll take one one coming back home. But the way game two ended, the way they blew that four-nothing lead, it kind of feels like the Phillies, and maybe it's being reflect, reflected in the betting market, back on their heels a little bit. I agree with you completely. You've got Nola on the mound, your second-best pitcher. You've got a 4 nothing lead. You feel pretty good, and you give up the back-to-back bombs and really put them in a difficult spot. Now they've got to answer the bell with Ranger Suarez going against Joe Musgrove. Even though they pitch, excuse me, they hit well against him earlier this year, mm-hmm. Musgrove has been dominant down the stretch. Uh, this is a great opportunity for him in this one here to be able to really put the Padres in a critical 2-to-1 lead. I feel like this game is more important for Philadelphia than it is for San Diego. I tend to agree with you here. Again, I look at the total at seven and a half. It, it normally would first read would say, "Ooh, screams under," but you, we did do a little Willard Scott. Now, our number one, we gave you the weather report. It's going to be in the mid fifties. It will get down close to fifty, maybe towards the end of this ball game here. But don't you feel like the the pods have their hitting shoes on again, like? Boy, we kind of broke out in a big way in game two, and sometimes there is a carryover effect. Yeah, and to your point, I feel like the Padres' offense right now is flourishing more than the Phillies. Phillies had two solo homers from Schwarber and from Harper in game one, and then I thought it was defensive miscues that led to the Padres allowing the Phillies to be able to score four runs in that third inning. So, again, kind of against my first gut instinct would be under, but I actually think we might get some runs here uh, more so maybe, you know, pod score early. It's going to put some pressure on that Phillies offense, to your point, to stop just hitting solo bombs and get some guys on and, and real, real, do some real damage by turning the lineup over. You're absolutely right. They've got to be able to hit some. If they're going to hit bombs, they've got to hit a two- and three-run shots here to be much more effective. Uh, this should be an interesting game. I, I give a slight edge in this game straight up to the Padres. In terms of the series, Dave, 
I still am favoring the Padres, but I, I don't know. I think this is kind of the swing game right now. This is the one where we'll get an idea of really how things in four and five will play out based on today. I believe the pods before we 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 began this series are about a minus dollar thirty betting favorite to win this, Kelly. If that sounds yeah, about right, yeah, one twenty five to one thirty, depending okay. where you got it. Yep. So now it's minus a dollar fifteen. So mm-hmm. again, you'd go well. That really hasn't shifted that much. Correct. So if you're a Phillies back, you're going, man. I can still hop in not just for the series at minus a dollar five here, but I'm getting plus money today. I think some people that are Phillies backers are going to go. That, that number isn't where it should be. Well, I mean, you think it should be uh, – where, where do you think it should be? Well, you would normally say that if the goal of Philadelphia was to get a split in San Diego, yeah. goal accomplished. Right. Right, so now we should be like the favorite, but they're not the betting favorite, still San Diego. Well, I think when you look at the pitching, it lines up in favor of San Diego, but also in baseball, I think – if you look at the four major sports, I would rank them this way in terms of having the least home field advantage. Baseball, hockey, NBA, and then NFL. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, I think being in baseball on the road, I, I don't think that makes that much of a difference. Look, the Padres take two out of three against the Mets in New York. They win one out of bring two, that up? Well, one out of two against the um, Dodgers in Los Angeles. And that was enough. And that, Absolutely. So, if you're the Padres, your goal is win this game, put yourself in a great position. If you're Philadelphia, you can, when you get on that plane Sunday night, potentially, you've got to be up 3-2. And that's, that's what you're thinking, right? Because, again, it, it's, we're, we're, we're back to the 2-2-1-1-1. Two, two, one, one, one. Right for the no. This is two the three two, two two three two. Yeah. So again, there is a chance that this does not return to Petco Park. Yeah, it just doesn't feel like that to me. I'm not sure who's going to be up three two, but it feels like one of those games where one thing Philly got going at home against the Braves. We saw that, so this team might get it going here. It should be interesting to see how it plays out. Now I'm looking for some runs uh, in this one here, so I might end up. I have not played it yet. Yeah. Playing that over seven and a half. Uh, because I do think we're going to get some a little bit of offense before maybe it gets a little bit colder as the night goes on. Let's talk about our best bets for the weekend, yep. uh, and certainly them all. One of yours, I know, is in the college football spectrum. That is the fighting Chip Kellys. Yeah. UCLA catching six and a half. Maybe you hold and see if it gets to seven, but you like the six and a half where it is right now. I do. I think the Bruins have a great shot to win this game outright. Took the plus 210 on the money line as well. I think UCLA wins this game. This is going to be 330. Is it 330 or 4 o'clock? I know it's the Fox game. On Saturday, it is 3.30. Um, you know what? They're correct because they know Ohio State's playing Iowa beforehand. That game should be over fairly quickly with Iowa trying to run out the full 60 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and, and then the, the second game in the NFL, you really do like the Titans over the Colts. I do. I like Tennessee at home. Uh, they're coming off of a bye. They've had uh, Indianapolis's number. You met, you know, Kelly mentioned earlier, Naheem Hines and Jonathan uh, Taylor back in the lineup for these two teams. But still, I, I just think that Sometimes some teams match up well with certain opponents, and I think this is the case with Tennessee against the Colts. I'm kind of there with you again. I've, I've so many times I'm jaded by backing the Colts in this spot against the Titans. Now you you can't as a, as a better you can't look back at the past and go, oh, I can't play that side because I've gotten burned. You have to look at it individually at this game. And to your point, it looks like the Titans right now playing better football than the Colts. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what? Important game for both sides, really, because I don't think. They're probably going to wind up being a wild card in this division, or is it going to be a wild card in this division? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is going to be you've got to win the division to get in the playoffs. I like the over in this spot here is one of my plays here. I do think this game's in the low 20s for each side, so I'm going to play that over 42 in that Colts and Titans game. We mentioned it, the Niners. I got the better of the number earlier in the week. We'll see if it plays out. Just because you get the closing line value does not mean that you're going to get the win. But I actually like the Niners potentially to win this game outright against Kansas City. That's why I played them, but I did take the insurance of the three. Kind of wish I'd held them the Steelers because now you're getting the better. Uh, I didn't get the best of the number there. I got the seven. It's now up to seven and a half in some spots there. So, again, I'll feel better about the bet if it is Mitchell Trubisky. We're still figuring out whether or not it's going to be Kenny Pickett. But either way, I like the defense of Pittsburgh to be able to slow down the Miami Dolphins here. I think that's a one-score game. I don't, you know, have much argument there. The one thing I will say that concerns me a little bit Pittsburgh with Pittsburgh is their Jekyll and Hyde offensively. Yep. Not that they're great when they are actually there, but, um, you know, this is a defense, to your point, can present some challenges. I actually like this under 45 and a half. I'm surprised this total is over 45. I thought it would be under that. Um, I'm just not that impressed with the Miami offense. Yeah, I'm with you, and that's, that's the play for me. It's more, it's not necessarily who's that quarterback for the Steelers. It's more of the defense of the Steelers against the offense of Tua Tagovailoa back in the starting lineup here against Miami. I just think there's going to be ways to slow them down, and I know Tua's back, 
But we'll see what he looks like here because the Steelers are not going to go easy on Tua with Brian Flores in charge of that linebacking core of the Steelers. I, I would agree with you, and I, I thought you brought up a really good point, which is look, expect them to pressure him. And if he doesn't answer the bell, look, it's going to be human nature uh, in terms of he gets hit once or twice. Yeah. D- does he all of a sudden now in a certain scenario throw the ball away quicker? Does he make an errant throw? Does he take the sack all those things are a factor, so something to pay attention to. And then my last play on the board is a six-point teaser. I've already played this. The Cowboys, again, down to one. You can Maybe if it's six and a half, you can get that down to an Al Davis just-win scenario, which is what the Ravens have here at minus a half point here. So just no ties. If I don't get any ties, I'm going to feel pretty good about these scenarios here. Yeah, you're right on that. And in reference to that, right now the line's six and a half for Detroit, so you can get that six-point teaser be a half on the Cowboys if you take it down like Dave did. All right, so that is my six-point teaser du jour of the weekend here. We do have a pro tip for hour number two. And again, it is uh, in betting underdogs, ATS, like football, basketball. Think about if your team that you're backing here with the points, Mm -hmm. if they have an outright shot to win, and and that's for your own individual handicap. Doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a number under three that you're taking two and a half. It could be seven. Again, I gave the example of the Raiders against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. I really thought they had a good shot to win that game. So even though it didn't cash with the money line, if you're going to do some with taking the points, throw a little bit on there as a small money line play over the long haul. If you get some of those money line plays like your UCLA play against against Oregon, they're going to catch six and a half. Look at that ju- juicy number in the money line play. You hit one or two of those, yeah. that's going to make up for some losses down the road. No question about it. And I think when you add it up over the course of a season, it has a huge impact. Absolutely does. That was pro tip for hour number two. Again, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. You're going to have access to up to 20 pro tips a day. Go to VEASAN.com. You can sort them out by show and or by sport. want to thank Jordan Sherwood for joining the program. Kelly Bidlin doing a great job, as always, behind the glass. Amal, always enjoy the two-hour conversation. Best of luck to you, my friend, this weekend. You as well. Thank you. All right. The final countdown is up next. Stay right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote it's time for today's lucky land horoscope with victoria cash Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.